I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip, and this is Gunsmoke. Hey, y'all, we're back. Ah, boy, some interesting shit happened the other day. I was, uh, my wife's a Brit, you know, from England, that kind of Brit. But uh, I was talking to some people that were over visiting, and uh, turned out he's, he's interested in guns also. And I, first time I'd met her, she was an old friend from back in uh, the old country, I guess you might say. And they came to the States, and he noticed I was doing reloading, which he does, and some other stuff. And, you know, through the conversation, we got to talk, and he asked me if I owned a, a Bisley pistol. And I said, excuse me? A Bisley what? And he said, a pistol. And uh, I said, no, I don't. Well, he came by uh, the other day afterwards, and he brought it over to the house. And it, uh, he had, a, had two or three of them. And this one was made back in 1900, I believe he said. And uh, it was an interesting-looking pistol. It reminded me of the single-action Colt, you know, single-action army. But um, it was different. But uh, anyway, we took it out and went shooting, and it shot. And uh, it was an interesting gun, old, but uh, really a pretty cool gun. But anyway, it was a Bisley revolver, okay? And uh, it's built on the uh, Colt single-action army frame, and, and the, uh, Bis the Bisley was designed to meet the demands of shooters competing in the Bisley pistol matches in Great Britain. And uh, so the key differences were a, uh, a lower and wider hammer spur and distinctive humped inward curving grips and it's kind of weird. But anyway, uh, the lower, wider hammer spurred made some sense, and one may think about the unusual shaped grips. Well, unlike the common straight arm shooting styles, the recommended uh, Bisley style was to aim with the wrist and elbow bent. Now, according to Hugh B.C. Pollard's uh, The Book of the Pistol and Revolver, the Bisley matches were a timed event with targets staged at 20 yards and moved to 50 yards as contestants were uh, thinned from the ranks. Now, the contestant would, could use only one hand with no additional support from their body. So the targets themselves were timed and only visible during a three-second window. During those three seconds, the shooter had to raise the pistol from the shooting rail aim and fire before the target disappeared again for three seconds. Only one shot was allowed during each appearance of the target and when the target disappeared, the pistol had to be lowered so it was touching the shooting range rail. Now the recommendation was to practice timing with a metronome. So that's some pretty interesting stuff. So each match consisted of 12 shots. Now, at 20, at 20 yards, the shooter was given 60 seconds to fire six shots. At 50 yards, the shooter was given 90 seconds. 
So most Bisley pistols went to Great Britain sporting maximum length barrels of seven and a half inches and adjustable rear sights. But as semi-autos became popular, the single action Bisley kind of fell from favor, so to speak. So while a few Bisleys were shipped across the big pond, many uh, more made their way uh, west into the hands of cowboys, outlaws, and lawmen. And firearm historians, uh, historians say that the majority of the Bisleys went to the arid southwest. So this may, uh, may have been uh, from the popularity of one well-known admirer whose name was Pancho Villa. Now, the Mexican outlaw turned revolutionary had many followers on both sides of the fence. So freedom-loving cowboys from the U.S. flocked to his banner, fighting to overthrow the corrupt leadership that had a chokehold on Mexico. So in their admiration for Villa, Villa uh, it stands to reason many of his followers would want similar guns. So accounts say that Villa owned several Bisleys and one now resides in the Autry, Autry Museum of the American West. And it's a fine example of a 1912 Bisley Colt in 4440, complete with heavy worn bluing, a faded color case hardened frame, and custom mother of pearl grips. So, while the Bisley's unique styling may have attracted Villa, uh, it may have been uh, more of a need than a fashion statement. Now, some historians say Villa had uh, arthritis in his hands and the Bisley grips were easier to hold than the other style of the day. So this held true for another famous admirer of the Bisley cult, Audie Murphy. Now, Murphy had problems with gripping pistols due to injuries he received back during World War II, and movie star Gary Cooper gifted uh, Murphy a Bisley with custom grips to make it easier for the star to hold. Colt's records show that the revolver uh, was shipped to Tufts Lion Arms Company in uh, 1905, but it, uh, it left the uh, factory chambered in uh, 3840 with a uh, five and a half inch barrel. Now Cooper had the gun refitted by Colt with a seven and a half inch target barrel and rechambered into 45 Colt. Murphy's, that was Murphy's favorite caliber, by the way. So the Colt factory brought the uh, pistol up to the presentation grade with an ivory front sight insert and a lanyard ring. When completed, the gun had every appearance of those used in Bisley matches 50 years earlier. Now, other good guys like, like the Bisley, cowboy lawman and writer uh, Walter Rogers wore a Bisley across the arid plains of uh, and canyons of Texas. He preferred the Bisley grips as they allowed him to get off a faster first shot. In uh, repeat shots, it was much slower than the Army model. Now, that's what Roger says. And, uh, but it can be used with amazing speed on the draw and the first shot and is very accurate. So the Bisley was designed for the duelist or one-handed shooting, but Rogers appeared to prefer using the shootist or two-handed style of shooting. As, as a result, he had the trigger spur modified higher to most uh, almost the same profile as the original Colt single action army. So, so the Colt Bisley found its way into many cowboys holsters such as John, John K. Rawlings, Rawlinson uh, who worked for the uh, M-Bar Ranch in Wyoming in the late 1890s. 
Yeah, all, we all carried guns, and I remember that each of the six men had guns almost exactly alike, Rollins said. Uh, we all preferred the Colt single-action six-shooter, but some liked the Bisley model, others uh, the Frontier model. So, at the age of 19, Texas Cowboy G.R. Tucker drifted into the pages of history as a regular in the infamous John County War of Wyoming in 1892. Now, Tucker was part of a paid mercenaries from Texas sent to clean out the rustlers and squatters who infested the open range of north central Wyoming. Working from uh, a death list uh, from the Wyoming Stock Growers Association, the regulators started their lethal work. So, after a few lopsided battles, the, the tables turned on the regulators when the local populace rose up in force and trapped the regulators on a remote ranch. So, Tucker managed to stay alive during those two-day uh, ugly-ass siege until uh, U.S. Army arrived to quell the dispute. So, Tucker drifted back south to be and became a U.S. Deputy Marshal, then Assistant Chief of Police in Ardmore until moving to Ragtown during the oil boom in 1915. He uh, must have fallen into a large sum of money because he purchased a nickel-plated Colt Bisley engraved by none other than Cooner Heflich. And the, uh, the gun is, a st is stunning with the mother-of-pearl grip sporting a steer head on the right side. and It, it currently re resides in the Audie Murphy uh, uh, Museum of the American West. But in the movies, some outlaws also favored the pistol. Now, Bill Miner, known as the Gray Fox or the Gentleman Bandit, used the 41 Colt caliber uh, Bisley in his later years. And uh, Miner gained his reputation as a Gentleman Bandit by being polite to those he was robbing and insisting his gang only shoot to kill as a last resort. So, legend says Miner coined the phrase, hands up. So. Miner started out robbing stagecoaches in California, but was repeatedly caught and imprisoned. Now, starting over, Miner took on an alias of George Edwards and moved to the western Canada and commenced robbing payroll trains. Miner was once again caught and imprisoned, but escaped not a lot long afterwards. But anyway, in 18, 1982, Richard Farnsworth starred in a movie of Miner's life story and it was Farnsworth's used Miner's original Colt, Bisley. Now, Bisley lovers can also catch a glimpse of its classic lines and hands of, in the hands of Andy Clyde, better known as the California Carlson, in the Hopalong Cassidy matinees of the 1940s, and on the hip of Eli Wallach in the Magnificent Seven. Colt Bisley revolvers can often be found at uh, gun shows and online auctions, and uh, the best of all, they are often are in better condition and cost less than a Colt single-action army. But they are collectible. And in the original configuration for the same time period that we're talking about, the single-action armies. But uh, interesting gun and a very interesting gentleman to sit down and talk with. And he pulled this old girl out, and I was sitting there. I said, man, I'd love to shoot this thing. He said, let's go. So he got a box of bullets, and we went down and run it through the mill, so to speak. Interesting, and it was a nice story. But anyway, I'd like to give a shout-out to the Jericho 941 group. We, I just, just heard from and joined, and uh, 
let them know that I'm a Jericho owner also. Very nice bunch of guys. And also remember to say uh, DAR-15 enthusiasts in modern and classic firearms. There are a bunch of groups I belong to, and I, I like every each and every one, but I'll say something about each, each one of them or so every time we talk. But uh, they support us by letting us on their, pod, uh, on their groups, and uh, we support them too. So if you've got any bitches, gripes, or complaints, feel free to drop me an email at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M-smoke at yahoo.com, all lowercase. Or go to our Facebook page, Gunsmoke, Gunsmoke. Love hearing from you and love seeing what you're doing. So until the next time, y'all take care.